Bankless Nation, welcome to another State of the Nation. Got a hot episode for you today. We've got Polygon on, but we're talking about this. Instagram is adding NFTs, okay? Facebook is getting on board with crypto. This is absolutely huge news, which you might have missed because it came out of Monday of last week and crypto had other things to worry about rather than Instagram adding NFTs. But we're surfacing it to you today because we think it was the big one of the biggest news items and most bullish content things that we've had happen in crypto, content events that we've had happen in crypto this entire year. And that's not even the only thing we're talking about, David. What else are we covering in this episode? Yeah, Stripe also doing Web3 things. And really the theme of this episode, if you can uh, you know, expand your, your brain and, and, and project this into the future, this is really the web 3 of Web2 platforms. Uh, so we got Instagram doing both read and eventually write access to blockchains, to public permissionless blockchains with NFTs, starting with Polygon, Ethereum, and also Solana and Flow. Uh, people ha have onboarded NFTs, creators, into their, into their public profile. So we actually took some screenshots. This is live right now. Certain creators have this functionality where they have an NFT page next to their posts and videos and reels page pages on Instagram. So NFTs going into the heart of the biggest Web2 app of all time, which is Instagram. At the same time, the uh, week before this, Stripe announced that they are allowing people to, instead of using USD to go into their bank account, they can allow USDC to go to their Polygon Ethereum address. And so as we uh, just think about these things and ideate on these things on the future, we have Web2 protocols, Instagram and Stripe, that are leveraging Web3 technologies. And there's so much potential here. Twitter also allowing uh, their creators who have ticketed spaces and super follows, which is allowing Twitter uh, accounts to make money off of their brand and off of their network, which is very much Web3 ethos, allowing those people to receive money in USCC on Polygon for, their, the, for the value of their Web2 profile. And so you can only imagine what happens when Instagram enables the ability to mint NFTs for the posts that they make and sell those NFTs perhaps natively in the app. This is just ideation. This is just speculation. Instagram is slow rolling this thing out, but you can only imagine what happens when they allow Instagram creators and influencers to monetize their and the, the power of NFTs directly in the Web2 apps. Where I'm going with this, Ryan, and why this is such a long-winded intro is that you can also talk about the composability of Web2 apps because now they're based on all the same blockchains. Stripe and Instagram are building both on top of Polygon. Stripe is a commerce platform for selling digital goods. Instagram is a platform for viewing digital goods and also has its own shop features. What happens when we can make these things composable with each other? Because they're now based on Web3 protocols. Ryan, there's not much that, there's a lot of uh, stuff that's un, under NDA. And so we got as much out of Sandeep and Mihalo that we could from the Polygon team. Uh, but this is going to be something that is a long developing story that I'm really excited for. It's going to keep us entertained during the bear market. But really, like I said at the beginning, this is the web 3 of Web2 protocols. Yeah, it's certainly really cool. And I'll just say it, we'll, we said in the podcast, I'll just say it again, 2.9 billion people are part of the Instagram, Facebook social network, okay? And they're about to get an onboarding path into crypto through NFTs, you know, our, our, uh, our best onboarding tool that crypto has ever produced. Full disclosure, David and I are excited, bullish about Polygon. I'm also an advisor of Polygon. We really believe in what they're doing over there and the pragmatic approach. Brian, I'm super eager to get into this conversation with the two co-founders of Polygon, Mihailo and Sandeep, but we also have got to talk about 
Alchemix is self-repaying loan technology. Uh, because this is one of the few things in the world of crypto that is uniquely created by crypto. You cannot recreate this feature, this function, inside of the world of TradFi. It's something that only crypto can produce. For, if you guys are not familiar with Alchemix, it's a self-repaying loan system. So if you take like $10,000, you put it into Alchemix, it'll go yield farm that 10,000 die in, in, in DeFi for you, uh, just as, as yield farming aggregators do. But also at the same time, Alchemix lets you re, uh, borrow 50% of your deposits while your loan automatically pays itself off. It is just absolute alchemy, if you will, uh, perhaps why they call it Alchemix. Uh, it's a self-repaying loans. Don't tell this to anyone that has student debt. They'll get mad, uh, but it's pretty pretty crazy. And not only can you do this with stable coins like DAI, but you can also do this with Ether. Uh, and so uh, if you just self-repaying loan, it pays itself back. And so you can get your future yield payments for your stable coin yields, your Ether yields in D paid to you up front and that loan will slowly pay itself back. You can avoid liquidations because we don't like liquidations because this is a liquidation free protocol. Uh, you cannot get liquidated as a function of the protocol itself. Uh, so there, there is a link in the show notes if you want to take a peek at some of this absolute alchemy magic uh, at bankless.cc slash alchemics that starts as a capital A at the beginning. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. David, I got to ask you the question before every episode, which is what is the state of the nation today? Ryan, the state of the nation this week is rebuilding. There was a lot of destruction last week. And so we are going into a new phase of crypto, trying to repair what's going on in the crypto industry. But not just that, Ryan. Uh, Web2 protocols, they're also broken. They also need rebuilding. And so we are reconstructing the entire broken system of Web2 because like my genius co-founder once said, if you adopt crypto protocols, you adopt crypto values. And there is a lot of crypto values that I would like to inject into Facebook because they really need it uh, and Instagram and all the other Web2 platforms out there. So Ryan, we are rebuilding the world. And that's what we're doing here. We're rebuilding the crypto industry, licking our wounds, moving forward. And we're also rebuilding Web2 while we were at it. Ryan, we are rebuilding today. Well, who am I to disagree with your genius co-founder? You know, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And let's get right into the episode with Sandeep and Mahalo. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. If you're trying to grow and preserve your crypto wealth, optimizing your taxes is just as lucrative as trying to find the next hidden gem. Alto IRA can help you invest in crypto in tax advantage ways to help you preserve your hard earned money. Alto Crypto IRA lets you invest in more than 150 coins and tokens with all the same tax advantages of an IRA. They make it easy to fund your alternative IRA or crypto IRA via your 401k or by contributing directly from your bank account. There is no setup or account fees and it's all you need to do to invest in crypto tax-free. Let me repeat that again. You can invest in crypto tax-free. Diversify like the pros and trade without tax headaches. Open an Alto Crypto IRA to invest in crypto tax-free. Just go to altoira.com slash bankless. That's A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com slash bankless and start investing in crypto today. The era of proof of stake is upon us and Lido is bringing proof of stake to everyone. Lido is a decentralized staking protocol that allows users to stake their proof of stake assets using Lido's distributed network of nodes. Don't choose between staking your assets or using them as collateral in DeFi. With Lido, you can have both. Using Lido, you can stake any amount of your ETH to the Lido validating network and receive ST ETH in return. ST ETH can be traded, used as collateral for lending and borrowing, or leveraged on your favorite DeFi protocols. All this without giving up your ETH to centralized staking services or exchanges. Lido now supports Terra, Solana, Kusama, and Polygon staking. 
Whatever your preferred proof-of-stake asset is, Lido is here to take away the complexities of staking while enabling you to get liquidity on your stake. If you want to stake your ETH, Terra, Sol, or Matic and get liquidity on your stake, go to Lido.fi to get started. That's L-I-D-O.fi to get started. The Layer 2 era is upon us. Ethereum's Layer 2 ecosystem is growing every day, and we need bridges to be fast and efficient in order to live a Layer 2 life. Across is the fastest, cheapest, and most secure cross-chain bridge. With Across, you don't have to worry about the long wait times or high fees to get your assets to the chain of your choice. Assets are bridged and available for use almost instantaneously. Across bridges are powered by UMA's optimistic oracle to securely transfer tokens from Layer 2 back to Ethereum. A token proposal is being deliberated as we speak in the Across forum, where community members will decide on the token distribution. You can have your part of Across's story by joining the Discord and becoming a co-founder and helping to design the fair, fair launch of Across. If you want to bridge your assets quickly and securely, go to across.to to bridge your assets between Ethereum, Optimism, Arbitrum, or Boba networks. Bankless Nation, super excited to introduce you to Mahalo and Sandy. They are the co-founders of Polygon. Won't introduce their full backgrounds and bio because you know them, you've seen them before on Bankless. Uh, Polygon, of course, offers a suite of scaling solutions for Ethereum from sidechains, proof of stake chains, all the way to ZK rollup layer two. So there's a lot going on here and we've got so much to cover. I think we wanna start with uh, some of the massive adoption we've seen with Meta, with NFTs, with Instagram, also talk about Stripe. There's so much to cover here. Mahalo, Sandeep, welcome back to Bankless. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much, Ryan and David, uh, for the invite. You're doing great as always, yeah. so much work. Uh, as are you guys, you, you guys are building so much. And I think, uh, so we are coming off of a week that was, uh, very hard for a lot of people in crypto. Uh, and, um, we've never seen anything like it. I think this week we can start to get back to building some of the news last week that was missed in the whole Terra Luna UST fiasco was absolutely monumental. And any other news week would have been something that would have echoed all around crypto Twitter, echoed around all of our media channels. And that was this, Instagram is adding NFTs. Okay, Instagram adding NFTs. Mark Zuckerberg released some statements where he talked about the integration of Web 2 and Web 3, how he was going to build components of meta social network spanning 2.9 billion people. Uh, he was going to build components using decentralized protocols and NFTs. And so we saw the first edition of NFTs to Instagram, something a lot of us hoped for and predicted for a while. I think we want to start there. Can you guys summarize for uh, the audience what Instagram is doing with NFTs? Yeah. So maybe, hello, I can start. So Of course, of course. Yeah. I just want to basically mention that we are, of course, super excited about this. We still have some NDA signed. We cannot talk about everything, but I just want to say that we are super excited, excited and that I'm very thankful to Sandeep for all his business development efforts. And yeah, I will. Yeah. So, so basically uh, on the, on the, you know, Facebook or meta side, like, you know, the most important thing is the vision that meta, meta team is carrying on this. Like, you know, we were so, you know, like uh, happily thrilled to kind of, you know, the, the kind of vision they have, like, you know, they want to, uh, I mean, the teams that Meta has, like, you know, they are pretty strong DeFi, you know, DeFi degens. We had even, you know, the, uh, like the blockchain degen, basically block crypto degen kind of communication discussions also with them. Wow. So they are pretty native. They know stuff like pretty deep. 
and their strategy and everything that the, the the leadership team over there both on the product side and technical side is absolutely deep into the blockchain space and we were very you know i mean as i said that we were thrilled to to be in those conversations and right now uh, what they are starting is that you know the it will start with the read they have you know as of yet announced the read of the blockchains like what all uh, they will be reading from these four uh, blockchains the nfts where ethereum and polygon will go live uh, first and then eventually you know one or two other blockchains will also be added and then post that like basically it's like twitter the phase one is like twitter where uh, you know they uh, people can uh, you know have their display their nfts as a profile pic or wherever they can on the instagram and you know the user experience also they have built around nfts is pretty crazy like you know we should uh, wait uh, when it comes and then they have a pretty long and you know pretty deep uh, and very interesting roadmap uh, in terms of bringing uh, web3 to you know uh, facebook so i was actually you know even i even joked with them that you know facebook is going to be the you know be the facebook of web3 like you know a lot of projects will come to you and say that we want to be the facebook of web3 i said so you know facebook is going to be the facebook of web3 so it's it's pretty exciting yeah, yeah. i think i think this this time at least uh, we know the history with libra and everything i think this time the, the whole the whole team and the whole company gets it right they understood that they cannot own if they really want to kind of survive this this evolution that we started with web3 if they really want to survive it they need to embrace it. They need to do it the right way. They need to do it properly. They need to accept items or assets that are actually on these public networks and become, if you want, the interface to these networks and maybe something more in the future. But in general, I think they get it right now. And 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 uh, I can just second what Sandeep said, especially on the on the tech side, which is closer to, I guess, to my heart. Uh, the team, their tech team is extremely competent, like extremely they uh, uh, they grilled me for quite some time over there <laughs> during our, our sessions that we had. And yeah, I was quite impressed. Yeah. And and in terms of the functionalities, like I think we already said that, you know, the read is coming first and I think they have a pretty long plan. But yeah, a lot of things remain on the under NDA. So maybe, you know, they will announce yes. and let, let them it, announce. It, it can be, we believe it can be really exciting, exciting and it can really make a huge impact and, and yeah. really bring web-free mainstream. Yeah. And, yeah. Potentially yeah. to, to actually their whole user. Yeah, base. I mean, it, it goes beyond NFTs, beyond these things, like whatever, like right. we, without divulging too many details, yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's pretty impressive. And, yeah. and again, the point is that uh, they, I think at least that they understand that they cannot make vault gardens anymore. If you want to support this web-free asset yes. movement inside and outside of this whatever meta ecosystem needs to be permissionless, needs to be allowed. And, and yeah, it, it's pretty exciting. Amazing, amazing. And uh, something that, that Ryan has said a number of times before is that when you adopt crypto protocols, you adopt crypto values. So maybe, yeah. cautiously optimistic, yeah. of course, but maybe uh, yeah. Facebook is turning a page when it integrates Web3 things, uh, it's going to have to actually induce some Web3 values into its products. Uh, Ryan and I, before we started recording, we're ideating about what potentially could be done, both with, tw uh, with Twitter, because there's also a Twitter conversation here as well, but also with NFT creators about how they can you finally monetize their own platform in self-sovereign ways. So I think we'll, we'll ideate a little bit further, further onto this episode. But before we go in and start actually showing some screenshots as to what the actual functionality is as of today, as of right now, screenshots that I took live from my own Instagram account, 
Um, I just want to double down on, on the whole technical competency of the team, uh, because whenever I see some sort of like Web2, you know, TradFi, Boomer entity coming into Web3, I'm like, all right, what are you guys really doing, though? Uh, because there's always it should always be met with some sort of healthy skepticism. You know, there's there's good and bad ways to integrate Web3 protocols. And what you guys are saying is these are crypto natives at Meta. These are crypto natives at Instagram who know what they're talking about, who know the values and know the potential here. Yes, yes. David, like, you know, what I want to say here is that, you know, we coming from the Ethereum, uh, you know, Ethereum ecosystem and all that and thinking about all those Web3 values, how the world will change and all that. Like if you you guys were also there in the room discussing all those things, the vision that they presented, you would you would get goosebumps. Even now I'm getting yeah. goosebumps in terms of those values where they want to take Facebook. Like it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And we really have to be also uh, careful, completely transparent as we're always trying and responsible. When once we heard the, the long term vision that, that they had, uh, we have to basically make, uh, um, make it clear that at this point, the infrastructure that Polygon has can simply cannot support uh, 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 that the grand plan, the scale that they have in mind potentially. But we, as you as you all know, we are uh, working around the clock on improving our infrastructure, scalability, and other all other uh, uh, aspects of our technology. And we again, we are 100% sure, and we told them, you won't find better partner than Polygon. You won't find that. But really, like the vision is so grand that we are aware that there's there's a lot of work ahead of us to really. Uh, um, be able to support and facilitate all of that. I think I think for me, I mean, it's been an exciting year for crypto in many respects. Last week aside, but this is actually one of the most exciting things I've I've seen this year. And I'm gonna get uh, David to maybe pop up his uh, Instagram account and, <laughs> and and show us all what this looks like. And of course, you know, Polygon uh, team, you don't have to comment or speculate. I know there's a lot under NDA that you can't say. So allow us to do some of that for you, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> the, the, the other thing I'll say, and I'll do a, a plus one on what you were talking about, is actually um, the uh, Instagram Facebook team reached out to us too. Apparently, there are many people internal to Meta that listen to the Bankless podcast and listen to the Bankless Absolutely. newsletter. And I do think that uh, they are absorbing this content and, as David was saying earlier, starting to adopt crypto values. So when Mark Zuckerberg on the podcast... What's up, Zuck? Hmm, we'll see. Uh, but David, let's show us what's happening. What's cooking in your Instagram account? Because I've been so busy this week, man. I'm, like, I'm barely on Instagram anyway. But first of all, by the way, do you use... Instagram for crypto stuff, or is this all personal? I'm just curious. Uh, me, me personally, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's staying connected to old college buddies while also uh, connecting to newer crypto. The crypto socialites, the Web3 socialites are all on Instagram. So yes, there is a growing crypto culture brewing inside of Instagram, but now it's actually in the actual app. So here is a normal Instagram page. I'm not sure if my mouse is going to make it into the screen recording uh, we post. We see it. Um, but like, uh, this is a normal Instagram page, but there's this new hexagon with a check mark next to, uh, next in, in people's profile. So you have the typical grid of pictures that's normal. And then recently they added the whole reels thing and there's a uh, tagged photos as well. But also there is a new tab that has the check mark with the hexagon, which is the same format that Twitter, uh, used to, to talk about its NFTs. So this seemed the, the hexagon with the, with the check mark verification seems to be the new status quo. This is one of the few artists, the NFT 
NFT artists that have uh, been rolled out in this beginning stages of NFTs on Instagram. Uh, uh, the, the handle is the blue great. I don't know who that person is, uh, but this is their, uh, this is a digital collectible. This is what uh, uh, Sandeep was talking about, about the read side of the blockchain. So Instagram is reading the Polygon blockchain to look at this NFT, which is now embedded into the actual Instagram app itself on the actual profile. So there's got the little hexagon check mark with the digital collectible tag. Uh, and then you can, when you tap on that, it shows up as uh, it just gives you, giving you a little bit more details, who minted it, who the artist is. Uh, and then also at the very bottom, you can see this collectible is an NFT on the Ethereum blockchain with a learn more tab. Uh, there's not too much here. It's basic read functionality, but the but the world is the oyster here. There is so much to open up. Uh, here is the, the the Adam Bomb Squad who did an NFT drop on Ethereum a while ago. Uh, so here's his uh, picture, which is just an NFT with the digital collectible tab. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, here is just like, again, uh, the, the same sort of like... Um, uh, the profile for like people's NFT page on their Instagram account. So they have a dedicated NFT page on your own Instagram account for the creators out there. Uh, so this was a, just a very logical first step to like displaying and reading the blockchain and displaying the data on the blockchain on people's Instagram pages. Uh, I, I think you listeners can start to ideate their, with their own imagination as about where this could go from here. Yeah, it's like maybe maybe I'm easily impressed, but I don't think so because this is just a flag in the ground uh, for what Facebook, Meta, Instagram are going to do in the future, okay? And crossing the Rubicon of actually connecting and basing your strategy on Ethereum, on Polygon, on other blockchains, that is the thing I wasn't ever sure. And I think a lot of people weren't sure they'd actually cross. Back in 2018, it was very much the narrative was Web2 was going to come and build their own chains and knock out Ethereum, knock out Bitcoin, sort of centralize the universe. That paradigm has completely shifted this cycle. Now it's not about replacing, it's about building on top of, which is the perfect space. So David, you know how we talk about the DeFi mullet all of the time, okay? <laughs> This is the Web2 mullet, man. We got two mullets going. The creator on, mullet. On, yeah. On. yeah, it's the creator mullet. And uh, what's happening is we're getting kind of like Web2 social in the front. And then we've got Web3 in the back. We've got crypto and we've got blockchain. So you can imagine, uh, listener, if you saw some of the demos, if you're watching on, on, on YouTube, what the possibilities are. The ability to now write back to a chain like Polygon or Ethereum a creator minting their own NFTs, a link out to a place to purchase these NFTs through OpenSea. My God, like uh, NFT passes where there's like pieces of Instagram that are exclusive and you have to have an NFT in your wallet in order to access them. There's so many different ideas here. And if there's one thing Instagram and Facebook and Meta could do, it's actually build features that their communities want. Uh, so super bullish on what's coming down the pipeline. David, you want to say something before we throw it back to these guys? I yeah. know we're having fun speculating here. Right. Yeah. So, so, since you guys are on NDA, the world is our oyster to, to, to think about. Uh, and we, we see similar uh, activity going around with Twitter. And we'll get to this later in the show when we talk about the Stripe integration with USDC on Polygon. Uh, Twitter is going to be allowing the users, uh, their users, their creators who have ticketed spaces and super follows. These are, these are current features inside of Twitter 
Twitter, uh, they can the creators can receive payment in USDC on Polygon for this activity on Twitter. You can only imagine what happens when. Uh, uh, Instagram elevates itself from not only just reading the blockchain, but reading and writing to the blockchain. As you upload an Instagram post, uh, a movie, a picture, something to Instagram, you can maybe there's a toggle button saying, would you like to mint this as an NFT on Polygon? And then it's as you make the post on Instagram, it becomes an NFT. And it's, there's already like Web2, TradFi, Normie uh, shop features in, embedded in Instagram today. So it's not that far like away from reason to think that USDC on Polygon can be made to purchase NFTs uploaded by creators that got minted on Polygon directly from the Instagram app itself. Um, I know you guys are under, under NDA. So these are our ide ideations. Is there anything that has come to mind about uh, these hypothetical use cases about what you can do with Instagram on Polygon. Are we in the ballpark guys? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe you are, maybe you are, maybe you are not. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really listen to what you guys were talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you guys have great ideas. And as we said, this team really knows their thing. And uh, as you said, they're listening to Bankless and, yeah, yeah, it's really, really but, exciting. But, but, but David, like one more thing, like you said, you, you presented very nice ideas that what could happen on Instagram. I would say, you know, think even beyond, like, I'll just leave at that. Like they, their vision is pretty grand, like yeah. I would say. I have never been told that I need to think bigger, Sandeep. That is, that is first. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's even uh, more Ryan, bullish you than you think, David. <laughs> <laughs> But Ryan, you, you really nailed it. Like this is a big paradigm shift from, you know, co-opting and, and hijacking Web3 to embracing Web3 and becoming the interface or the gateway to Web3 in, in a manner similar the centralized exchanges are. You know, centralized exchanges definitely contributed to the ecosystem significantly by onboarding uh, uh, users to the actual Web3 and actual protocols. Here we have, we have basically a company with multi-billion uh, user base uh, uh, and they are really, really taking this seriously. And this is really a big opportunity for, for the industry and big opportunity for, for Polygon, first of all. Now, now we are basically challenged. Previously, we were building tech and we were hoping, you know, we will onboard this, this uh, uh, 1 billion users and onboard to the, the world to, to Polygon and Ethereum, as we were hoping. Now we have the chance and now we're actually challenged. Now we need to actually even speed up our tech efforts and everything that we're doing to, to basically uh, uh, prove ourselves and, and take this chance that we have. So uh, Instagram, the way that they're rolling out, they've only rolled it out to a few creators. I think they're doing a slow rollout plan, making sure like nothing breaks and nothing goes wrong, which really a logical rollout plan. This is par for the course. Uh, as they onboard more and more creators, they'll figure out more and more things to do and be able to iterate better. Uh, but I can only imagine that like when they finally roll this out to the entire Instagram app for all creators and then also all for users, that's a lot of activity. Is Polygon, is a Polygon L2 have the capacity to support Instagram if they release the in, uh, NFT minting, NFT transfers? Like, are you guys, I mean, L2s are scalable, but like there's limits to everything. Are you guys ready to, to <laughs> be able to host an entire Instagram app of activity? As I said, like we made it really, we had to be responsible and disclose to them that this technology, this is still, we're in early days of Web3, of building this, this infrastructure. This infrastructure will not be built in one year, two years, or three years. 
like internet wasn't built in, in five years, it was built over the, the span of 30 years, something similar, maybe we, we probably don't need 30 years, but we will still need, I guess, three, four, five years, maybe even seven until we really have robust, scalable, proven decentralized technology that can support this massive global scale. That but, is a, but that being said, so, sorry, Sandy. Yeah. So uh, we are definitely planning accordingly. We have so many efforts under the Polygon umbrella on the, the, the cryptography side, improving, optimizing our, our provers on the, the actual infrastructure side, the remain, remaining of the stack, how we uh, are trying to deal now with state bloat issues, with everything that comes. Once you achieve scale, for example, on the, on the ZK side, then you need then you have other problems like for example state load creeping creeping in we need to uh, uh, see how to address that and we are actively looking into that on the hardware side so we need basically with some of our efforts for example like plonky 2 i don't want to go too technical now but some of our zk efforts they are really really uh, optimized to the to to the maximum limits of the software itself now we have internal very strong hardware acceleration team that is working on now accelerating more in hardware actually so we have the custom built hardware like fpgas in the future ideally asics that we are currently working on we have internal team very very competent working on that so we are really i think we have the right approach we are taking this very seriously and we are trying to improve on all all possible uh, um sides and aspects yeah and one more thing i want to say that you know we just mentioned that the the team there is pretty you know crypto native right so they understand all of these challenges like you know what yes. are the what is the current yes. scale of blockchains where you can go and all that and the way they have they have designed their product launch strategy is actually takes into account yes. like you know that's what i'm saying that you know they know it pretty deep as good as us that what can be done today what can be done in six months, in 12 months and all that, and they're planning accordingly. Yes, yes, that's also very important to say. Maybe it wasn't clear for what I was saying. They have this gradual plan of, of embracing, basically, web free and slowly onboarding. And it's also an important thing for them. They cannot bet all in immediately, you know, and, and just open the floodgates uh, of their whole user bases and all yeah. of that. So, so I think we're aligned there. So guys, this in and of itself is absolutely massive. Meta, uh, Instagram, Facebook, again, 2.9 billion users potentially have a way to now onboard it's into crypto socially. That's like, that's a lot. So I know like, uh, Mahalo, get your, get your technical capabilities ready. We should also mention that, uh, of course, the, in the Facebook announcement post, it was Ethereum and Polygon and also Flow and Solana were other chains that are going to be added to this. So uh, some of that burden might be uh, alleviated, but that in itself is amazing. No, I it think also, right now, yeah, go ahead. right now, Ryan, it's only the read and read also is going live with Ethereum and Polygon only. Okay. Uh, the Solana and Flow are going to come later on. Yes. Got it. the read. For the right, it's like undisclosed from them. They only will uh, disclose when the right time comes. Got it. And so, of course, for bankless listeners, if that wasn't clear, the read portion is where you can actually connect your NFT, be able to see it within Instagram. That's kind of step one, phase one. But the right portion, that's where things get super interesting for creators when they can actually mint things on Instagram straight to the blockchain. And of course, they're going to need a scalable uh, solution in order to do that. So gas fees aren't uh, super expensive. Okay. But that's not the only onboarding path we have. David, alluded to it a little bit further up in the episode uh, with a Stripe 
actually coming on board. And this is, I, I can't even keep track of all of this, but I think it's within the last 30 days that uh, Stripe just announced they are going to let clients make payments in USDC, uh, the stablecoin, of course, on Polygon. Again, I'm going back like the old, you know, crypto grandpa. Uh, I'm going back to the days of 2018 when none of the fintechs would even touch crypto. Okay. It was sort of like, is it a scam? You know, what is this thing? Fintech's completely staying away. Blockchains don't really have a use case, that sort of thing. And now we've got Stripe, a major payment processor. Okay. Stripe is actually does the payment processing right now for the Bankless newsletter. For example, if you want to become a premium member, we use Stripe under the covers. So they, I don't even know the scale of Stripe, but almost all of these SaaS Web2 platforms use Stripe in some capacity. And now here they are allowing USDC payments and they're using Polygon to do it, starting with Twitter. So again, it's a pilot test, right? The floodgates haven't completely opened. Uh, Mahalo. Uh, and Sandeep, do you guys have any comments on this? Give us some insight. Uh, is this all part of the business development effort? And what are fintechs and the stripes of the world thinking about this? Yeah, sure. I'm going to leave it again to Sandeep. I just want to say it's really, really excited, as you said, exciting, as you said, that we are seeing these big names with huge user bases, infrastructure, embracing basically and being ready to, to embrace Web3. And on, on our side, it's again, like one one great win from, from uh, Sandeep side and the team that he established. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave. So yeah, uh, on the on the Stripe side, like you know, I mean, uh, the, the the basic part is very clear that you know now the users can actually pay via USDC uh, using Stripe, right? Uh, to their uh, to their, I think Twitter already uh, is going to pay the creators if the creators choose via USDC. So it's not like a product announcement. There is a client which is actually. Uh, you know, Twitter in this in this in this scenario where the creators can actually opt in for the USDC payments, uh, and uh, the the other part is that you know this is a uh, you know kind of uh, um, you know place where like for example this is basically into payments right so we our business develop development is like you know multi pronged right so uh, you know DeFi there is DeFi there is gaming like Polygon Studios everyone knows which has gaming and NFT then you have uh, like you know Web two segment and there also we are seeing such a huge growth actually you know Meta is a part of that our Web two division itself and then enterprises and all that which nobody right now even talking and all that and we have a pretty strong uh, you know base that is forming over there also so uh, so payment is is one part which you know has not grown as as much it was expected. I think because both BTC and Ethereum payments were not, you know, tenable before. But now with, let's say, the layer two, you know, layer twos coming along, we have a Ethereum, uh, like Polygon Hermes rollup is already live, which only supports payments. And then, you know, Polygon POS chain is there, which supports all these stablecoin payments and all that. So uh, the payments are one particular division where we keep, uh, you know, we, we have a long term strategic focus. We have like probably to the scale of Stripe or some even bigger players on the payment side. Uh, who are uh, you know dabbling with it and uh, probably will reach a place where you know hundreds of millions of payments can be routed through uh, you know polygon and you know when people think polygon right now they all think only polygon pos but polygon is a multi chain uh, you know ecosystem maybe you know uh, maybe there could be a roll up which is only optimized for payments which could process like you know hundreds of thousands or millions of payments in a single day 
and uh, you know those rollups uh, can be there uh, on top of ethereum and all that so there is a lot happening in that sense and uh, you know this this particular stripe announcement is a part of a larger concerted effort on the payment side of things uh, from us at polygon amazing a, a technical question that i have is uh, with people who are uh, using Stripe, like uh, businesses, uh, creators, they're, they're, Stripe is really doing a great job of allowing individuals to create their own shops, uh, stuff like this. Uh, where does the address come from? If creators can get paid in USDC via Stripe on Polygon, do creators need to bring their own Ethereum address or does Stripe provide yeah. one for them? How does that work? No, I think like, you know, uh, in terms of the implementation, I've not seen that interface, but you know, uh, basically when uh, you are getting uh, the, uh, from the early discussions, I remember that, you know, it is basically the 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 end uh, user actually brings their address, Ethereum address, and he gets uh, the payment on uh, on Polygon. Yeah. Okay, it's so they- on their side. Maybe, maybe they can even allow to, they can even create an address for, for a user if user doesn't have yeah. one. It's a matter of kind of front end. Obviously. Yeah, on the front end, basically you can you can allow multiple wallets. So you can allow MetaMask, then you wouldn't have, need to bring your mm. own address. You can allow, let's say, a custodial wallet, like, you know, all of these, like, you know, Taurus, Benly, Portis and all that. And you can, you know, with your email, you can create an address and get over there and things like that. So all of them uh, are on the cards. Is it is it crazy to think that Stripe might actually get into the custodial game because they kind of already are with other payments, right? Like uh, if you are building up a balance based off of your sales on Stripe, uh, regardless of whether it's USD from like Visa or USDC on Polygon, like and you are building up a balance because you're making a bunch of sales, Stripe is holding that balance for you either way. Uh, and so is it that crazy to assume that Stripe would also uh, custody private keys for their users? This, might, this probably might be a question for Stripe better. Yeah, and I guess we can only speculate, but I believe many of these big traditional payment companies or, or, or even whatever, centralized exchanges, et cetera, they will probably, most of them will enter this custody custody business. And it's, uh, it's a fair game as, as long as everyone are still able to own their assets and own their private keys, as long as that is not the default but an added feature for people who actually want it, which right. or service, sorry. Right. As long as we keep the, the core uh, ethos uh, alive. Right. And uh, Polygon's not the only like crypto integration. Uh, they also have a partnership with FTX as well. So one can not only like, one can start to begin to imagine what what all of these uh, features look like when they start to get stitched, stitched together. One last technical question: Who pays Polygon gas fees when a USDC transfer happens? So, uh, you know, the, many of the times uh, the uh, like, for example, in case of Stripe also, as far as I'm aware, they are using meta transactions and, uh, you know, they pay, they cover for the gas uh, for the payment and it's adjusted within the uh, transaction fees. So Sandy, we also have, oh, go ahead, sorry, you got it. No, generally just we also have a budget and we are generally willing to cover these costs because are, fortunately they are still, uh, very much negligible most of the time uh, so it's not really a huge expense either for us or for the the that company that is doing the integration actually 
Aave is the leading decentralized liquidity protocol, and now Aave V3 is here. Aave V3 has powerful new features to enable you to get the most out of DeFi, including isolation mode, which allows for many more markets to be launched with more exotic collateral types, and also efficiency mode, which allows for higher loan-to-value ratios, and of course, portals, allowing users to port their Aave position across all of the networks that Aave operates on, like Polygon, Phantom, Avalanche, Arbitrum, Optimism, and Harmony. The beautiful thing about Aave is that it's completely completely open source, decentralized, and governed by its community, enabling a truly bankless future for us all. To get your first crypto collateralized loan, get started at Aave.com, that's A-A-V-E.com, and also check out the Aave Protocol Governance Forums to see what more than 100,000 DAO members are all robbing about at governance.aave.com. Living a bankless life requires taking control over your own private keys. And that's why so many in the bankless nation already have their Ledger hardware wallet. And brand new to the Ledger lineup of hardware wallets is the Ledger Nano S Plus, a huge upgrade to the world's most popular hardware wallet. With more memory and a larger screen, the Nano S Plus makes it easy to navigate and verify your transactions. And the paired Ledger Live desktop app gives you increased transparency as to what is about to happen with your NFT. What you see is what you sign. The Nano S Plus gives you the smoothest possible user experience while you're doing all of your crypto things. So go to the Ledger website to check out the features of the new Ledger Nano S Plus and join the waitlist to get yours. And don't forget about the Crypto Life card, also powered by Ledger. The CL card is a crypto debit card that hooks right into the Ledger Live app, right next to all the DeFi apps and services that you're already used to doing, like swapping tokens and staking. So if you don't have a Ledger hardware wallet, go to ledger.com, grab a Ledger, and take control over your crypto. Arbitrum is an Ethereum layer 2 scaling solution that's going to completely change how we use DeFi and NFTs. Over 300 projects have already deployed to Arbitrum and the DeFi and NFT ecosystems are growing rapidly. Some of the coolest and newest NFT collections have chosen Arbitrum as their home, all the while DeFi protocols continue to see increased usage and liquidity. Using Arbitrum has never been easier, especially with the ability to deposit directly into Arbitrum through all the exchanges, including Binance, FTX, Huobi, and Crypto.com. Once inside, you'll notice Arbitrum increases Ethereum speed by orders of magnitude for a fraction of the cost of the average gas fee. If you're a developer who wants low gas fees and instant transactions for your users, visit arbitrum.io slash developer to start building your dApp on Arbitrum. If you're a DGEN, many of your favorite dApps on Ethereum are already on Arbitrum, with many moving over every day. Go to bridge.arbitrum.io now to start bridging over your ETH and other tokens in order to experience DeFi and NFTs in the way it was always meant to be. Fast, cheap, secure, and friction-free. Okay, so uh, guys, the, the theme of this episode so far has been uh, onboarding the world, which is really what we're beginning to see in a way we've we've never seen in previous cycles, right? And this is this is all happening during the so-called bear market that crypto is in, this, this crypto recession. So... <laughs> This is why we are so bullish on Bankless still. It's all of this this building is getting done. Um, Sandeep, you were kind of talking a little bit about how Polygon fits in the strategy, this Swiss army knife of, of, of tools that you have. And so now we're seeing the two themes we've discussed so far is Web2 entering the game, the big social media platforms. Boy, once you get Facebook, I mean, who's bigger than Facebook, right? So we've got, we've got that going on on Polygon. We also have uh, the stripes of the world and the fintechs that are starting to build on crypto rails as well. Uh, what is Polygon's strategy in the midst of this? Are you trying to provide like a suite of technical solutions with with different 
uh, degrees of, of security settlement assurances across the scope. I know we haven't had time to talk enterprise. That's, that's another thing, or gaming. We'll talk about that in future episodes. But even if you're just scoping it to all of the potential opportunities in, in social media web two and DeFi, what's, how does Polygon fit in here? Yeah, so see on the technical side, like as, as we said, and Mihalo can speak more that the technical solutions are, uh, you know, multifold. On the business side, like my goal is that, uh, you know, simply that, uh, you know, if, I mean, I feel that, you know, in this current, uh, since 2020, mid 2020, when some of the proof of stake chains went live, Polygon went live and all that, like the, the amount of users that we could address on blockchains, you know, suddenly grew from like a few million users a day to probably 10, 15 million users. And with this new wave of scalability solutions like layer twos, particularly, uh, which are, you know, which we are at the, you know, approaching the dawn of layer twos very soon. And then th once that comes in, I think we will reach a place where overall as an industry, I'm not talking about only polygon, overall as an industry, we could probably support like 50 to 100 million users, right? So, you know, my goal at Polygon is that, you know, if 100 million users are going to come into Web3, how can we, uh, you know, make sure that Polygon is that, uh, you know, uh, the, the transaction layer and, and you know, then being layer twos like, you know, Ethereum becomes the settlement layer and all that. So this is, that is the way we are approaching into it. And from the, like, I am looking from the business side, like, okay, these, 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 these are the various segments. And here, all we need to speak to the partners and, 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 you know, people who are looking to build and bring them on board. And then, you know, uh, you know, our other co-founders like Mihailo, Jayanti, Anurag, and, uh, you know, like Polygon Hermes team, Zero, they all are, you know, working on providing all those tech pieces in place to reach uh, or to re realize that vision. So, uh, you know, that's like the, on the higher level, the strategy. And for Polygon, yes, like, you know, we want to be press, present across the spectrum for Ethereum scalability, whether it's like Supernet kind of uh, dedicated chains, because, you know, all these public chains that we see today are kind of like those shared hosting servers that used to be there in, uh, you know, 2003, 4, 5, when, you know, many of us, they were used to be in college and we build our first website, we always, you know, hosted on a cheap shared server. So these current public blockchains are, uh, uh, are you know, shared servers in that sense, right, in that analogy. But as and when these bigger players are entering the, the field, many of them would need public dedicated chains for them. Like the, the chains are still public, fully like fairly decentralized or fully decentralized depending upon the, the player and everything. But it is dedicated to one particular application or one particular DAO, which allows certain applications uh, to be run on that particular chain. So that, that feature is approaching. And our goal is that that multi-chain future for dedicated chains or public chains for fully secured chains by Ethereum or, uh, you know, just connected chains to Ethereum, all of this, you know, should fall under this Ethereum ecosystem and uh, within this multi-chain uh, blockchain vision that we are building at Polygon. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I can only second that. And we see Polygon as, as Ethereum's multi-chain. We see Polygon as a massively scalable, moving forward, massively scalable multi-chain system that consists of uh, multiple public nets, if you want to call them that way, like Polygon POS, Polygon Hermes, etc., and potentially unlimited mm -hmm. number of uh, of these dedicated networks, which are, as Sandeep said, we, they can be thought of as an equivalent to dedicated uh, hosting in Web2 world. So nowadays, 
when when web 2 is mainstream and we have these applications with high with the big user bases no one is even thinking of shared hostings uh, they all have their dedicated dedicated servers etc so we see as the industry matures web3 matures we have uh, we see web3 applications reaching product market fit establishing big user bases they will a uh, number of them will move to these dedicated uh, networks and it's then it's important to to basically uh, 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 provide uh, uh, powerful enough technology for these networks to be built and uh, uh, remain secure with something like Ethereum mainnet. Yeah, and one last piece I wanted to add that with like our other like you know I mean this this looks like more crypto shilly statement, but you know the goal is that you know with all these polygon tools around, can we take Ethereum to a one million TPS? Like you know where we were saying that can we take Instagram scale if there are hundred chains? right and somehow the interoperability is figured out and all that like you know imagine a 100 or 1000 chain probably and each chain has its own you know reasonable amount of tps fast chain but there are multiple chains on ethereum can overall tps in the ethereum ecosystem with polygon with other layer tools also can that touch 1 million uh, tps or even beyond technically it should be you know yes. mihailo can comment more technically it should be infinite tps on top of ethereum right where ethereum as a settlement layer providing all that security and decentralization and uh, you know the transactions are being done on these layer two chains yes yes in, in such setup we're very confident about scalability scalability is basically practically unlimited in, in that case uh, we figured out how to secure all that all those transactions by ethereum so regarding security regarding throughput there are no particular concerns at this moment it's just a matter of time and we're basically racing against the time and working around the clock and we strongly believe we're going to be the first ones to offer the zk uh powered EVM compatible solutions. We are very confident about that right now. So these challenges, uh, we don't consider them as, uh, we consider them solved, basically. We're going to, uh, what we need to focus on is interoperability at some point and how we're going to co connect this multitude, multitude of chains and enable them to, to exchange messages in some seamless manner. That is something uh, that we uh, need to focus on. But these other challenges like security and, and throughput I, I, I think they are practically solved. It's just a matter of time now. I, I, I do think for um, people who haven't listened to our previous episode that we did with Polygon, where we sort of broke down the um, the Swiss army knife of different chain tools that you have and the degrees of, of kind of security and settlement risks spanning from like side chains to like POS chains, all the way to all of the ZK roll-up stuff you're doing, should go listen to that episode or refer bankless listeners back to that to get the full scope. But there's one thing that, that you mentioned, Sandeep, and I'm, I'm wondering, Mahalo, if you could comment on this. So uh, this thing called Supernets was also launched within the last 30 days or so. Uh, this is another you know, tool on the Swiss army knife, if you will. What specifically are Supernets, Mahalo? Yeah, so... Uh... Supernets are exactly this concept uh, that I uh, that I and Sandy previously uh, mentioned of these dedicated blockchain networks. So as we said, as the industry is maturing, as Web3 is maturing, we will see more and more applications, ideally with huge uh, user bases. And these applications really need high throughput and the other day even dedicated throughput. They cannot uh, allow themselves to, to share uh, resources with the 100 or 1000 other applications. And, and hope for the best, basically. So this is the concept of this application or use case specific uh, uh, chains that we are now offering to the to the whole community. What is specific about Supernet? So the concept of application specific or use case specific chains is not new, of course. 
what we're offering with, with SuperNet is uh, um, we have several, I guess, unique value propositions. Polygon SuperNets are, first of all, based on Polygon Edge, which is our framework for building these dedicated blockchain networks. But on top of it, we're offering several things. First of all, we're offering, offering this shared security concept where we offer this uh, 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 Polygon set of validators that can provide out-of-the-box security for these chains. And in the future, these chains, once the L2 technology is ready, ideally based on CK, they can upgrade seamlessly to layer tools if they decide to do that. It's completely up to up to these projects. So basically, we cover this whole spectrum of, of uh, uh, solutions, and uh, uh, we provide different options for security, which is not really the case, or which was not the case with these previously uh, um, used application-specific chains. On top of it, we are offering this managed service, what we call it. So um, unfortunately, with these application-specific chains, uh, uh, launching them, it's it is easy with Polygon Edge to launch these application-specific chains, but maintaining, upgrading them is not really a trivial task, especially for application developers that don't really have that protocol-level expertise, don't, don't have expert knowledge, domain knowledge, etc. So unfortunately, we have recently seen some high-profile hacks, in not in the Polygon ecosystem, but in, in these application-specific chains. And that is partially because the teams were not really fully ready to, to maintain this somewhat complex architecture. So what we're offering with SuperNets is basically a team of certified partners. These are experienced dev shops and dev teams that can actually help these application teams manage uh, their chains, manage upgrades, manage security, DevOps, etc. So it's like a convenient thing for these application developers to basically focus on what they do the best, to focus on their application, focus on their users, on adoption, don't bother kind of with the with, um, with um, securing the chain and operating it. And the same goes for this security, whether you opt in to use this poly, uh, Polygon validator pool or you opt in to become a layer two, you don't think about security anymore. If you want to bootstrap your own application-specific chain, you need to bootstrap a validator set. You need to, if you have a token as an application, you need to think, okay, how I'm going to reward, reward the validators now. You need to incorporate that in your token design. So all these things are consuming a lot of bandwidth of you as an application developer. Instead of this, you, you kind of, with SuperNets, you get your dedicated Ethereum-compatible chain out of the box. It, it is optionally managed by one of Polygon certified partners. And what you do, you just build an application the same manner, in the same manner like you would on Ethereum. You deploy it to your dedicated chain. You're part of the Ethereum, wider Ethereum ecosystem. It's been being managed for you, and you just focus on your application and what you do the best. A line that I recently heard out of uh, Hazu actually uh, has stuck with me, and it was that Ethereum has deregulated the market for execution. And I think that is actually a great way to describe what Polygon is up to, is that there are infinite many ways to construct a, an execution layer on top of Ethereum. And Polygon is doing every single one. Uh, and it's just throwing everything at the wall. Uh, and, and whatever sticks, sticks, and whatever's in demand is in demand. Uh, and I think that is a really elegant way to find product market fit because you let the market determine as to what they want. Uh, and so this openness and, and uh, permissionlessness about literally the design constructions that can go into Polygon Layer 2s, I think is, is particularly elegant. But uh, Mahalo and, and Sandeep, I have one last question for you guys. You guys have grown, Polygon has grown insanely. 
Uh, and and uh, Mihalo, I ran into you at, at DevConnect, and you talked about just like the scale of of the, the Polygon uh, team and how that's grown. And there's so many different chains and so many moving parts. And also, crypto prices, Ether is down 65% in the last like four months. And so I'm wondering how you guys are going into this quote unquote bear market. Like, how would you guys plan on weathering the storm? And just overall, do you have any sentiments into the layer two side of this industry as we go into a bear market? So, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I mean, as we we do like some of the critical things, like, you know, we, uh, you know, even though we are moving at this exhilarating, you know, speed, but there are some critical fundamentals that we always, you know, take care of. And you guys know that, you know, recently uh, the part of like that $450 million fund that we raised, the reason for that was in anticipation of something as catastrophic as this, like, you know, that we experienced. And then we are fairly, you know, I mean, I would say that we are one of the most capitalized, uh, you know, teams in that sense. And one more thing that, you know, for Polygon, how we are seeing this, you know, this decentralized transaction layer that will emerge out, like, you know, how Polygon is built. It's it's kind of a, you know, conglomerate of various different independent autonomous teams like Polygon, Hermes, Zero. All these teams collaborate with each other, but they have their full autonomy within their divisions and all that and eventually when it emerges out like now with the including the polygon hermes and uh, zero co-founders and all that we have probably like around 10 co-founders right uh, kind of like you know who will act as the leader figures in the in the in the in the coming days so it's not dependent on one single party or one uh, you know single person in the future when we fully uh, sort of decentralize so you know we had to take care or you know uh, that these die separate teams are amply capitalized for at least three to five years of work, which we believe is, you know, kind of, you know, at max should be the, unless we get into a great depression kind of situation, uh, you know, like it should be like a one or two year maximum beer cycle. And, uh, you know, we have enough amount of firepower to reach there. And on top of that, we have a, you know, 1 billion plus dollars worth of, you know, Matic tokens also in the foundation, uh, uh, you know, uh, with even at these prices, right. And maybe probably even more than that. So I think we are fairly settled on that for long haul. And uh, in fact, like, you know, yesterday only I wrote the mail to, uh, you know, to my team internally also that, you know, uh, to everyone basically. And then, uh, you know, all the founders are also chipping in over there is that, you know, this is the time for us at Polygon to double down. Because this is what we were preparing for, right? You know, this is the beer market where we really shine because everybody will 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 get throttled out right everybody will slow down and this is the time where we go aggressive on hiring marketing you know business development building the cutting edge infrastructure getting the back maximum you know best talent into the into the company and we are already 400 people strong and we probably you know like as a whole i'm saying the whole polygon various different different entities which are contributing to polygon protocol and uh, we'll, you know, we believe that within this beer beer market, I think we will grow to probably 800 or 1,000 people also, who knows. But, uh, you know, the, the goal is to build this, you know, large conglomerate, which has individual small, small protocol teams, but they are highly autonomous at their, this thing at their level, but they collaborate and, you know, share resources with each other. Each one has their own well-defined role. So that's the goal we see. And, uh, you know, that's how we are preparing for the beer market. Modular yes. Polygon, yes, just like modular Ethereum, huh? Yes. 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 And uh, Sandy, we're, we're really well capitalized at this point, so we have no concerns on that side. We're more motivated than ever. When it, we're more optimistic about the future than ever, both in terms of the interest that we're seeing now on the adoption side. On the tech side, we have really, really great teams. 
I am humbled day after day by by the quality of the talent that I'm working with and people who are who are building these these advanced solutions at Polygon. So we cannot be really more bullish on the future. And uh, as Sandeep said, he recently, he yesterday sent this email because some of the people working on Polygon they, they got basically concerned. You know, with this whole market crash, what is going to happen? Are we going to cut down? our costs and whatnot. Actually, we are planning the opposite, as Sandeep said. So we cannot be more really bullish and, and optimistic about, about the future. Uh, t tell us your thoughts on the market crash. So what happened last week? How do we recover from this, guys? I think this was expected, really. And I think what happened with the with the, um, this project that we all, I can even say it, Luna, basically, it was it was a Minsky moment, basically, for, for crypto. And and funny thing, the the term Miski moment first was used as far as I know in 1997 when uh, speculators were putting increasing pressure on some Asian dollar pegged currencies. So in this case, history repeats itself. So, so I think the whole market went a little bit uh, um, uh, irrational. We became a little bit reckless as an industry, as, as the whole community. We kind of saw signs of something like this happening, and I can only say that it's really fortunate that this happened now, not in let's say one, two, three months from now. The the impact would be probably even even bigger. So we are still kind of lucky, and I would say crypto gods still uh, saved us <laughs> to to a certain extent. And yeah, I think as every market correction, it's at the end of the day, it's really healthy. Like we really need to get rid of. Uh, um, speculators, people with monster egos, people who don't really uh, approach uh, uh, the whole the whole founder concept responsibly, and people who are investing irrationally. We really need to kind of level down and uh, calm calm our heads, and that's basically a healthy foundation for for us to move forward. That being said, the the fundamentals of of the industry have never been this strong. The fundamentals are. I don't know, mind-blowingly strong, <laughs> I, I would say. So we have really zero concerns about, about the long-term perspective of the industry. But this correction was really kind of, you, you could see it coming. And I think it was an unavoidable and better that it happened now than in one, two, three, or six months. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, as a human being, like, you know, I mean, I feel that I feel for the community. Like, I mean, I think you guys also multiple times said that, you know, overall, uh, it was no fault of Luna community, which you know, many of them were very passionate uh, supporters also over there. And uh, I hope that the builders in that community somehow are able to survive and, uh, you know, figure out their uh, their challenges. Obviously, we invite all of them uh, to Ethereum because this is, you know, we believe that, you know, this is the this is the this is the place to be. And uh, and individually or as the team members also like, you know, that I also tweeted out like, you know, as human beings like they I I, uh, I I I know that I think that Doe recently had a baby and I also like last Friday had a baby and you know imagine I had to spend like four days without even uh, you know looking at five for five minutes at him you know I'll be going crazy so as a human being like I also you know tweeted out that I hope team maintains that okay at the end of this this is not beyond life right so okay you know this was a big mistake big you know problem that that got created or you know they created I still find like hopefully uh, they would have more chances in future to come back, uh, but nothing is you know bigger than the the, the lives that we that we have. So everybody like uh, for the community for the team members, I would you know request them to calm down and you know think about the future instead of like you know uh, being sad about this. Like of course it will take some time, but 
it, this too shall shall pass. Well said. Yes, well said. Yes. Let's and let's end it there. Let's end it there. That this too shall pass is a great is a great ending. And at the end of the day, if you were affected by um, the Luna events of of last week, um, you know life goes on. You can pick yourself up. All of us have been have done things in crypto. We regret. We've all aped into things. Uh, we have gotten back up and we've recovered and been better for it. And I think the industry will be better for it as well. And this is still the greatest financial opportunity of all time. Uh, and so we, we still can't forget that. Absolutely. The best opportunities Absolutely. are ahead. Guys, we've gone through so much today. Okay. We just talked about <laughs> onboarding the world through Instagram, adding NFTs and the fintechs like Stripe adding Polygon and Ethereum capabilities, stablecoins, USDC. And then we talked about how do we build through the bear market. So Sandeep and Mahalo, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic episode. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you for inviting us here. Thank you so much, guys. For always time a pleasure. Of course, as always, risks and disclaimers, guys. Crypto is risky. We say this every episode. I hope you realize it. This We make it a point. Uh, you could definitely lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.